Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns. So together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings everywhere. In today's podcast, I'm going to discuss stretching stretching, stretching, stretching. I'm going to discuss it from my physical therapist hat, but language in a way that I hope is helpful for all disciplines of movement, from the runner to the yogi uh, to the non-physical therapist. Everybody hears about stretching, and I'm just, I want to clarify as best as I can what I think stretching is and what it's good for, and maybe even redefining stretching a little bit for people. First of all, stretching. So when we think of stretching, we think of something literally being pulled in different directions. And in the body, we think of it as helping us get longer or freer in our muscles so that perhaps we can move better. And that is true, right? So we need to stretch. And in stretching, there are there's, there are some misconceptions. So I want to talk a little bit about what are those misconceptions and what do we where do we really need to focus our attention when we're when we're stretching. So in stretching, people think that there's just there's a lot of different thought processes, and this has happened over the years. So stretching used to be, I think, thought of as something that you needed to do before you um, performed an activity. Say you were going out for a run. You needed to sit there for maybe 10, 15 minutes and stretch so the muscles were longer and more prepared for an activity like running. And research has been um, diverse over the years, but at this current state, most of the research shows that stretching beforehand doesn't really do much and in fact, sometimes stretching before a performance like running can actually work against you. 
So, hmm, that makes, that's an interesting thing. Then there's, when we think of stretching, people think of going into really deeper ranges. Like in yoga, you want to stretch, 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 and that's ultimately going to be a great thing uh, because then we'll be able to move freer and we'll be able to do fancy poses and, and feel more flexible. So that's also not entirely true. Right. So the, the again, this the benefits of stretching have had mixed results in, in many disciplines in running and in yoga. You know, some have some of the research and studies have showed that stretching helps, and then others have showed that stretching before or after exercise has little or no benefit. So what is stretching giving us? What are the benefits of it? Let's say. So we know that stretching is there to help us improve flexibility. And that is true. So when it when we stretch well and we have more flexibility or pliability of the tissues, then we have a more range of motion in the joints. And that's going to be beneficial so that we don't lose some of our movement patterns and then, you know, have just reduced movement patterns that can lead to their own issues in the joint. So more flexibility or, or improved flexibility can help improve our performance in a sport, in a physical activity, even as simple as you know, taking a jog around the block. Ultimately, being more flexible in our joints is going to help even a movement like running, which is kind of in one direction and doesn't have large ranges of motion. It still can help with that. And in, in helping that, helping us have more range of motion, we are in essence putting ourselves up for a decreased risk of injuring the joints. Because we're not, if we have full range of motion, we're not um, limiting the range of motion that might then have to be taken up by some other joint, which is less equipped to do that, right? So for instance, if your hip is not, doesn't have full range of motion, you'll often try and get that in your back. And your back is not as prepared to do that motion as your hip. And that sets you up for injury. So having flexibility and stretching the muscles around the hip in a way that keeps them pliable to have that range of motion is going to prevent injuries. We all, it also just enables the muscles to work more effectively. If they have a spectrum of a range of motion... In that spectrum, they ramp up and can recruit more firing power. But if you limit that spectrum, then you can imagine you're you're limiting the firing power that is recruited. So those are really, really good reasons to stretch, to keep your flexibility up. What I want to reframe is calling stretching, stretching. I don't think that's a bad word, but I want to I want to frame it in as a physical therapist with our great physical therapy term of function. So I will say functional stretching. So when people say, oh, I need to stretch more, I will often kind of tease out what they think that means. And what I want people to spend more time doing is this kind of functional stretching. So function is something that you're doing an activity or a movement pattern that you're doing or a stretch that you're doing that then has a carryover into your functional life. Because how you train your body 
is going to be how you move it. And then how you move it is going to be how you train it. And that's a, they, that's like an arrow that goes both directions. So if we train it well to mobilize the tissues in a stretching way, in a functional way, then that's going to help us in our daily life, in how we move. So training, I will say, is where we're doing our functional stretching. And then the movement is the effect of that or how we move is is affected by that. So sometimes people will say like dynamic warm-up is a way of, another way of thinking of functional stretching. Uh, but this is all really not in the form of static stretching. It's not that static stretching is wrong. It's that it's it doesn't have the same um, carryover that you have when you do functional stretching. So it's it's very it's a different thing. If we're going to be performing movements in daily life, then we have to perform a stretch or a functional stretch that's similar to that. Especially if you're going to do this and apply it to a sport or physical activity, then you need to have a functional stretch as opposed to a static stretch. So how do we do that? Well, I I've um, given lectures about this to many different groups of people, but this is part of a lecture that I gave for middle and high school students because holy moly, <laughs> it's really astounding how tight, I think we can all, like we understand that just, it's a, it's a descriptive term. It's not really a medical term, but how tight, how inflexible kids are getting at a younger and younger age because they're spending so much time sitting hunched over a desk, hunched over a computer, texting, all of these things, an inordinate amount of time in suboptimal postures. And these suboptimal postures are setting them up for injuries and suboptimal performance in athletic activities. So I will come in and and give lectures about this and then give examples about what to do. What I encourage all people, young people in middle high school and even college, and then people out of that who are, are going to do some kind of activity is that you want to have a functionally strong warm-up. And so don't think of like sitting down and stretching. I really want it to be functionally strong. And this is what the aim for that is. For a functionally strong warm-up, we want to improve the, the overall core strength to facilitate better posture. Because if we want the carryover of our stretching to improve our life, there has to be a real determinant of that. And that is, is it improving the way you're holding yourself, your carriage? So that the best way of getting right into having um, better posture is a functionally strong core. So the functionally strong warm-up will, or you know, functionally stretching will always aim to improve overall core strength to facilitate better posture. It's also going to aim to develop better neural mapping for the recognition of better posture. So neural mapping, neural is the brain, are we have this GPS in our brain that understands where we are in space. So what we inhabit the most will become hardwired in a stronger way. And we will have to develop better neural mapping to override some of our habitual patterns of movement and of posturing. 
So that's what we're working on there. Is to, how is our functional stretching going to develop better neural mapping? The third thing is it's really going to prepare the body for increased or greater demand on the musculoskeletal system in order to prevent um, overuse injuries like I was referring to a little bit earlier. So functional stretching needs to prepare the body. It's not, again, this is why static stretching is not preparing the body. You're just pulling on the tissue, but it's not doing it in a functional way. So first, core strength. Why do we need core strength and how is it important even and especially when we're doing functional stretching? Well, core strength is going to help provide better protection for the low back. It's going to give you more push off, more strength and power and lift in your legs and more stability and power and balance throughout the entire trunk. Core strength is also going to, like I mentioned, improve your posture. And by improving your posture, that you're going to help your balance and you're going to help your breath because if you are not standing or if sitting with that great posture, it affects your breath capacity. And then ultimately, this affects the economy of your energy, like how well you are holding on to your energy or is it leaking. So a functional warm-up slash stretching with an integrated core is going to help balance the imbalances in the body. It's going to help promote injury prevention, and it's going to help and, and improve your athletic performance. I've worked with a variety of different teams from Olympic rowers to professional ice hockey players to professional basketball and football players to squash players, tennis players, soccer players, all of them. And I can tell you they all have imbalances because whatever whatever work they're doing, whatever athletic performance they are performing is often inherently imbalanced. There's very few, I mean, I think basketball is probably, I'm so biased towards basketball because I grew up watching basketball, ACC, but I do think it is one of the um, most well-rounded athletic you know, the, the sports out there. Yoga, of course, can be incredibly um, well-rounded. If we bring into the elements of yoga, the things that we're looking for in a different, in, a, in another kind of athletic performance. And I know sometimes people maybe even wince a little bit when we refer to yoga as anything like an athletic performance. And I, I don't understand why, but like it's, it's, we're, we're moving, we're moving with our body and we want to have that kind of higher level tuning in that an athlete would have when we're practicing yoga. And I think when I, when I think of you know, the title of this podcast is Redefining Yoga. And, and, and really, it's looking at where can we use yoga, the practice of yoga, to help us feel better, do better in our daily life. And our needs today are very different than they were 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Our needs today are to balance out our body, body's imbalances and the nervous system so much more. Our nervous system is not as, as equipped for adapting to, to change. It's, it's on high alert more in a, in, a, in, a, 
in a stronger way than it was 100 years ago, just because of our things happen at such lightning speed now. We, we don't even have time to kind of adjust for it. So our body is a great way of utilizing or taking the opportunity to refine our nervous system so that it can adapt to changes and it could, it could ramp up according to what we need in our body. And then it can ramp down to when we need to rest and restore. And the body is allowing that. And we're, we're using the nervous system to just improve the way we feel. And our nervous system very much is responsible for uh, how we move. <laughs> it's, it's a huge player in that. Okay, so we know we want all these things to improve the athletic performance to the feeling on our, on our mat or off the mat, whatever we're doing. As I said, modern day life now is just different. It creates more imbalance because of the amount of time we spend sitting. Now, sitting has an effect a lot on the hips. It's um, tightening the, the whole front or shortening the whole front line of the body. It's, it's having an impact on our feet because our feet are kind of just dull and sitting there in one position as well. So we're losing some of the mobility in the feet. So we have to work on the flexibility of the entire chain of the body. Some common areas that do need more strengthening, you can do this functionally. I, I refer to a lot, you know, the glutes, the deep core muscles, the scapula muscles, but also the, the calf muscles tend to be very weak. And then the front neck flexors tend to be weak. The common areas that need more lengthening, more of this kind of functional stretching are going to be the neck extensors. They are the back of the neck gets really, really shortened from being off kilter. The hamstrings, of course, might need more functional lengthening, but they probably also need some strengthening. The chest wall needs more functional strengthening. It gets really shortened from the way, again, that our our posture puts us into this kind of rounded position. The front of the hip needs more functional strengthening. And then a big thing that really needs some opening and functional strengthening is the quadratus lumborum, which is the muscle that attaches to the lower ribs and the, the top of the pelvis. And it's kind of chronically on and chronically shortened and it, and it gets super, super grumpy. So when you're looking at, and I have, an, so in every one of my classes, there is so much um, logic behind the, the sequencing of the class. And it's really specific to this. How do we sequence? How do we prepare the body? How do we reset the body so that we are functionally strengthening it and functionally stretching to create more balance so that we are moving better in our lives? So how we're training quote unquote, on the mat is going to be how we're going to move better in our life. So what I would add to this for, for all the, the yogis out there is first look at your own practice, your own teaching, or the classes that you're taking and put on this, in, this cap, this hat of inquiry and see like, are you, are you changing the way you're feeling in your life and not just like the hour after yoga or the few hours, but are you noticing inc like incremental changes? They don't have to be dramatic, but that you're standing a little taller, that you're feeling less pull on your in your low back, 
that you feel like you've got more range of motion in your joints. That's where we want stretching to have the biggest effect is how we can move the joints, that we have more symmetry. You know, everyone is going to have different predilections to flexibility, like how, you know, some people are just are really lax in their joints and the, and the tissues around the joint, and they're just going to be uber flexible. They're going to have a different set of things. They're going to need to work on functional strength and really work on the core integration. Some people are going to have more rigidity around the joints and more uh, less pliability in the tissues. So it's really about are you flexible around the joint in an equal way? Because if you're not kind of flexible on all sides, that can be a risk factor for injury. So if you're too flexible, then you're going to have to work on strengthening that in range in particular. If And for people who have one side of their body is just a lot less pliable, that's you're, you're going to set yourself up for injury as well. So you, the functional stretching should be about the symmetry, creating symmetry. And then focusing on the major muscle groups will also help a lot. The, the hips, the low back, working to stretch the muscles so that the joints can move in their fullest range. We don't want to aim for pain. You don't want to go to where it's you can feel tension, but you don't want to push beyond that. And that's where yoga, we need to be careful, especially in these passive, passive holds, because you can get a little bit aggressive when you're holding something and trying to go deeper, 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 deeper. Uh, think almost more of what would be a dynamic warm-up, meaning how are you moving and not staying in one position and always doing that from this very, very, very strong integrated core. So if you feel like you're starting from a place where you are just, you just have a lot of tightness. Like I look at my husband, for example, he just came into the world like a lot of men, but also women too, with um, just more tension in the tissues. He just has less available range, almost genetically, but he's more predisposed to that. And who knows what what came first, but there's definitely some people are just more, pre- like he's never going to be able to just lay his belly on his thighs in a forward fold. It's just not going to happen in a standing forward fold. It's just not going to happen. And that's okay. He can do it with his knees really bent. And that's really all right because he's going to have a lot of messages already coming from the brain very quickly and responsively to stretching. So what he needs to do is just balance out the pull of the the tissues around the joints so that it's a more symmetrical. So it's you have to move in a variety of ways. He moves a lot in one plane, the sagittal plane, running and biking. So I have him doing a lot of things laterally. I have him opening up his front hip and front torso. And that goes all the way up for the chest wall. And so those are the things like look for where you need to create more symmetry and and start there. Otherwise, it can be so overwhelming. And know that stretching does not mean just sitting on the floor and laying over a body part. Stretching can be you're doing side lunges side to side slowly, but with a in, like an integrated core, meaning the lower, all the abdominal muscles are working, the spine is lengthening. You might be on blocks. You might even have a chair in front of you. 
but that is a way of functionally stretching, moving through it, feeling the pull of the tissue, but you don't have to hold it for long periods because when you move or or the muscle pulls around the bone and that creates friction and that friction is creating heat, which is creating the potential for change much more than just sitting and trying to hold it. So functionally stretch, reframe what functionally stretching means for you. Please make sure that if you don't understand anything I said, send me an email. I'm very happy to receive your emails and answer questions. My email is lara at movementbylara.com. You can also send any questions or comments to podcast at movementbylara.com. And please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and share with friends. That's always wonderful for, for me and for others. If you've written a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to podcast at movementbylara.com and we can send you a free link to a class of mine. Of course, all of my classes can be found on my Lit Daily and there's always this entire like progression in every class of resetting the body for better posture, better movement patterns, and working on functional strength and stretching because I always infuse my movement from this physical therapy mindset. I hope this helps you so much. Keep moving, keep mobilizing, work on your posture so that you can train better and then train better so your posture can be better. And I'm pulling for you, move well and have a wonderful day. Hugs from me to you. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.